Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hi, thanks for joining me for episode 335 of Hippie Witch, Magic for a New Age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the kooky creatrix behind Kick-Ass Witch, Putting the K in Magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and all that good shit. And you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode, back on Blog Talk Radio. And before we get rolling on this chat here today, I would love it if you would take a second, just a second, to answer this question, just for yourself. Just to answer this question for yourself and to keep your answer in mind as I ramble. So the question is this, what Structures, routines, and habits are shaping your daily reality. Another way to put that would be what structures, routines, and habits are setting the parameters of your current life experience. Pause, pause, pause. I'm pausing. (laughs) Do you have your answer? And if you don't know where to begin in defining such structures and you have a day job or you go to school, that is a perfect place to begin. So you work nine to five, Monday through Friday. That's a structure, a major structure. And at those hours, it forms a kind of spine for your schedule. It defines what time you're on the road every day and the hours that you've got to spend with your kids and your spouse and your friends. It dictates whether or not you're free to take an afternoon nap or wear your undies on your head. (laughs) There are rules to that job, and if you want to keep that job, you will follow the rules. Or maybe you go to church every Sunday morning or volunteer at the local animal shelter every Wednesday afternoon, or meet your friends for drinks after work every Friday. Those are structures. The order, and I know I'm stating the obvious here, but uh, I'm going to talk about some out there concepts, so I thought we could ground ourselves into the obvious before we get rolling. Uh, And I'm trying not to whack you here. Uh, The microphone is kind of low today, so I'll try to be very still, but keep in mind I talk with my hands, so you might hear the occasional bumping bumping sound. Uh, So the order in which you get ready for your day every morning and your bedtime routine, those are structures, and we need, we need those structures and routines and habits to feel a sense of, of order in the chaos of our lives, and also to free up our limited willpower. You only have a finite amount of willpower. Some studies came out not too long ago, in the last 10 years, measuring people's willpower and come to find out we only have so much every day. So you don't want to squander it on things that that you could just have a routine in place and do it automatically without thinking about it. That's one of the major reasons to have habits and routines and structure. So making a habit of 
laying out your workout clothes and sneakers every night before you go to bed, and then starting your day with a two-mile jog every morning like clockwork spares you all the extra energy it takes to stay in shape when you don't have those habits in place. So in that way, structure sets you free. You've probably heard me talk about the structure of freedom. That's what I mean by that. Freeing your mind and freeing up your willpower. And funny, I I have talked so much about Saturn. Saturn this, Saturn that. The 12-week year, Saturn, Saturn, Saturn. (laughs) I've talked so much about Saturn since I took that archetype up as a guide a couple of summers ago that I feel a little bit like uh, Ross, the character Ross, in that episode of Friends when uh, they're all trying to move that too big couch up the stairwell and he keeps yelling, pivot! Pivot! (laughs) I'm like that with Saturn. Structure! Structure! It's all about the structure, for me anyway. Um, Saturn is, is, to me, synonymous with the word structure, so... You're probably sick of hearing me say it, but I'm going to say it a lot today. So structure, 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 pivot. <laughs> Saturn Saturn is an archetypal character I've, I've used to better understand the purpose of structure and the limits of time. And surprisingly, that exploration presented me with a gift this year. I did not expect this. Uh, And the name of that gift is Kali, the dark goddess Kali. Interestingly, all that I'm about to share with you right now, this was all just born of my own observations of working with Saturn intensely as a kind of guiding idea or character that... uh, I just kept touching base with and thinking about all of a sudden (laughs) I started having these insights about Kali and one day I googled Kali and Saturn and come to find out there is an astrological relationship between these two uh, mythological entities. So I thought that was really interesting. It was kind of validating, not at all that I needed that validation to feel I didn't need that validation. I kind of live in my own world that way. I would I would be perfectly happy to go about my business talking about Kali as an aspect of Saturn had I not Googled it and not seen the other people that are talking about it. Um, but it was kind of validating, like, ooh, I feel like I'm onto something here. Very cool. Just an aside. So you can Google Saturn and Kali, and you can check all of that out. And it's pretty interesting. There's some strange stuff, I think, and some some propaganda. There's a lot of propaganda around it, I think, but, uh, you know, fear mongering and stuff like that. But if you do a bit of digging, it's interesting. Anyway, so that is what that, that moment when I started realizing that that Kali is the feminine face of Saturn, which I will talk about here in a second, that is really why things are happening the way they are happening with all things kick-ass witch right now and hippie witch the podcast hippie witch is under the umbrella of my main business which is called kick-ass witch in case you didn't know that (laughs) so when I say all things kick-ass witch I'm talking about this podcast uh, which has really become the heart of my business another surprising thing but this is what I most love to do and this seems to be what you all appreciate the most so it's a win-win situation 
So this Kali, destructive, dark goddess energy, is what has been happening, I think, late 2017 and definitely 2018, just for my little world, my business here. And I've gotten a lot of messages in recent months about, like, where are you? Where have you been? Are you coming back? Are you going to make more videos? Why wasn't there a podcast on Tuesday? I'm missing the Saturn's Day Evening Post. Stuff like that. And shout out to Ethan, who I just met on Instagram. It's always fun to meet a new person because I feel like I know a lot of you pretty well by name. And when a new name like that pops up on my radar, I do take notice. So hello, Ethan. Thank you for... Thank you for saying you missed me, because I missed you guys, too. (laughs) Uh, And if you're following me on Patreon, you've actually been in on the fact that this kind of flabby, chaotic lack of consistency that has been going on here for quite a few months, um, and which is in such stark contrast to how tightly structured my business was before this all happened, you know this has all been intentional if you've been following along with me on Patreon. I purposely blew up my business structures because I realized they were no longer serving my ultimate vision. They did for a long time. They definitely got me to where I needed to be for whatever step I was along my way. They served me so well. And that is how I really came to understand the structure of freedom and how intentionally putting habits and routine in place to support your goals, how liberating that can be. But there's a flip side to all things, right? And what happens once you, once those structures carry you so far, once you get to the next step, Sometimes those structures start to feel confining, like the shackles in the devil card, right? The negative side of Saturn. Saturn is associated with the devil card in Tarot. Um, And Saturn gets a really bad rap, and Kali gets a really bad rap, and the devil card gets a really bad rap, all kind of for the same reasons. People just focus on... I'm using the word negative for lack of a better word, okay? But people tend to focus on the negative aspects, and there's a lot of fear around those things, which is why it's so fun to talk about Saturn, because I have found it to be a very liberating, even, and I know this is hard to understand, joyful energy. It's given me a lot of joy. But once you get to that point where you're like, holy smokes, all these handy-dandy structures I put into place to get so far, all of a sudden they're starting to feel like a prison. Once you get to that point, it is time, my friends, to blow it all up and start fresh. (laughs) And so that's what I did. That's what I did. Of course, I struggled a lot before, right? I was trying to like do it all and maintain all the old stuff and, and bring in the new stuff, and it just didn't work. And I got to a point where I realized, oh, I see, I'm going to have to blow all this up if I'm going to start doing the new stuff. And so I purposely, this is the first time I've done this ever in my life. I purposely entered into the darkness and into the chaos. And I did it, thank God for spiritual maturity and however old I am and however far I've come on my path. I did it with faith, a lot of faith and trust that clarity and understanding would eventually come And then I just had to stay calm and stay in the chaos and 
and I would eventually what know, you know, what structures needed to happen next. And and FYI, that's how we got the the HP Life Lessons, the Harry Potter Life Lessons book club and Saturn's Day Evening Post. A lot of the wackier, fun, silly stuff here was me just wanting to show up during that time of chaos. Like, okay, I'm just going to keep showing up, but I don't really know where we're going with this. So let's just hang out like friends in the meantime. That's kind of was my thinking. Like, I want to keep showing up for people, uh, but... Yeah, they're just going to get who I am right now. And who I am right now is Miss Chaos. Here's the chaos. <laughs> and then from that place, uh, you know, I, I had this idea that if I went into the chaos with faith and trust, that clarity and understanding would eventually come. From that place, I, re- I hoped that I could build whatever new structures would be needed to achieve the next right step. And that's exactly what happened. So this summer, I'm in the process of putting those structures into place. Largely, it's going to be on Patreon. I've realized, wow, I can build a community there. I can build a community there. And I can actually pay for a lot of things, my bills through Patreon without it costing my community, the individuals in my community a lot. So if I built a large community, people don't have to invest a lot of money every month to keep that sustainable for me financially. And again, win-win situations. So uh, Patreon is going to be a major thing for me going forward. I've been there for, it's so weird. I don't know how I've been there for a couple of years because I feel like I have not known what I'm doing there for the entire time I've been there. (laughs) I keep saying like, I'm still figuring out what this thing is. I still feel like I'm in the beginning phases of Patreon. And I do, I did feel like that. And all of a sudden, I know what to do. I'm like, oh my God, okay, so this is how I can create value. And this is how I can structure it. So it only took me two years. (laughs) That's another thing about Saturn is Saturn is slow. I think that's another reason people don't like it. It's like slow and steady wins the race. It's a very mature energy that I don't think I, I could have even begun to try to resonate with when I was younger. It it had to come to me when I was, you know, at the beginning of my 40s. And uh, that's just when I personally was ready for it. But I'm I'm still so slow, like really slow. (laughs) But I keep moving forward. And so that's a comfort to me. Um, So the metaphor that I've been using on Patreon to describe this phenomenon that I'm talking about here today, that I've been using a different metaphor there, and that is Tarot. So uh, the last episode there was about how Saturn is depicted in the Tarot as the devil card and is immediately followed by the tower, which to me has a very Kali-like energy. So... Today, we're just going to look at that same exact idea, but from the perch of this different metaphor. So you can look at it through the lens of Tarot, or you can look at it through the lens of astrology and mythology, and they all kind of overlap in this psycho-spiritually incestuous kind of way that I enjoy. <laughs> and I know so many of you do, too. So the subject today is Kali as the feminine face of Saturn destroying the old structures to make room for the new. Let me make sure I'm recording because, all right, there we go. Three times it took me to record. Talk about chaos. I had to record that episode that I was just telling you about, about um, 
the tower card and the devil card three times because it just stopped recording in the middle of talking. It was very annoying. So now I'm going to keep checking. Okay, so Kali is the feminine face of Saturn. Please keep in mind that this is not, which you've probably already put together just by listening to me, this is not a scholarly presentation by any stretch of the imagination. It is just one personal take on what working with these ancient archetypes archetypes has meant to me. So for those who are not familiar with the word archetype in this context, um, I'll just give it a quick definition. An archetype is a recognized pattern of energy, an aspect of humanity that has been there throughout time and that and that we give kind of a face to. An archetype becomes like a mythological, not like, does become a mythological character that we can all understand and, and put in stories and stuff to better understand ourselves. So if you're a Star Wars or Harry Potter fan, you probably understand that Darth Vader or Lord Voldemort are modern takes on the same old bad guy who has appeared in various forms in mythology throughout time. Archetypes are timeless. We give them different names. We give them a black, dark, scary mask and <laughs> that breath or whatever. <laughs> or Lord Voldemort more, who speaks uh, parcel tongue. You know, we give them different little characteristics like that. But essentially, we're exploring the same archetype again and again and again and again. Uh, so the, the, this archetype is the personification of a human quality, our worst quality, the potential for evil. So understanding that archetype is useful, and stories help us do that. And again, because we're trying to understand ourselves and each other. So every religion, too, has baddies like that. So Satan is a prime example. Satan, <laughs> which again is related to Saturn. And that's why I, I, of all the archetypes you could pick, I mean, the magician is an archetype. The, the fool, the hero is, an, is someone, could, would you call the fool an archetype? Because I could argue against or for that, depending on the day. Um, the hermit is an archetype. The queen is an archetype. I just chose evil because we're talking about darkness here today. And, and so I thought that might be might be interesting to throw in there, although I'm not going to explore evil. I, I may never explore evil because I don't really know what my thoughts are on that. Again, something I can argue about, argue myself into circles and never get to a conclusion. Secondly, I personally don't believe in a literal personified Satan or Saturn or Santa for that matter. Um, just as I don't believe that God is an old man in the sky with a long gray beard casting judgment on us hideous flaw mortals down below, for me, archetypes are psycho-spiritual tools that help us understand ourselves and our place in the world better, hopefully in an empowering way. That's why I can go from talking about Dumbledore to riffing on Jesus in the same breath. <laughs> Nothing is sacred and everything is sacred. It's all in how you look at it. And then a third thing to keep in mind is that I am not an expert or devotee of Kali. I have simply gravitated toward her as a representative of the dark 
goddess in general, which is also represented in figures like Hela or the Morrigan and so many others. Uh, what interests me, though, especially in the context of what I'm talking about here today, is the death and destruction part. So <clears throat> I feel like it's safe to assume that most of you here have seen an image of Kali in which the Hindu goddess Kali, in which her skin is dark blue or black. Um, and then she's the one that goes around a lot, especially in memes about like taking down the patriarchy. <laughs> She'll, she's scary. She looks scary. She's, she's stepping on the body of her dead lover and holding up his severed head and sticking out her tongue. And, and it, it, it's more gruesome than that. She's got little like baby looking arms all around her waist, making up her skirt and skulls around her neck and. It's a lot to take in. <laughs> it's a lot to unpack. And uh, even before you get into the history of her mythology, just just the image itself is a lot, is a lot to consider. And I invite you to do that if you want to, but that is not my jam. I'm, I'm not going to go into like her mythology here. Not today. Uh, I just want to focus on her as a representative of death and destruction. I will. However, because I wrote this down, <laughs> where is it? I will, however, read a quick blurb from Wikipedia for a little perspective on the Kali myth for you, for those of you who aren't into gods and goddesses and Hinduism or anything like that. Uh, and I've edited this, keep in mind too, I've heavily edited it to cut Edited. The past tense of edit is one of the hardest words to say. I've heavily edited this down to cut out a lot of the Sanskrit words and then just to keep things on topic. So this is what it is. Kali, also known as Kali Ka, I think, is a Hindu goddess. Kali's earliest appearance is that of a destroyer of evil forces. Over time, she has been worshipped by devotional movements and tantric sex sects. Again, another weird word that does not translate well <laughs> in audio. S-E-C-T-S. Sects. Not sex. Jeez. And tantric sex variously as the divine mother, mother of the universe, or as the ultimate reality. She is also seen as divine protector and the one who bestows liberation. That's key. Liberation. Kali is often portrayed standing or dancing on her consort, the Hindu god Shiva, who lies calm and prostrate beneath her. Prostrate. <laughs> Should I ever read anything ever anybody writes ever? Probably not, because I just end up doing this. I just trip over my tongue. <laughs> it just becomes, speaking of chaos... It turns out like this. He's, she's standing on his prostate. <laughs> uh, Kali is the feminine form of Kalam, black or dark colored. Kali also shares the meaning of, and this is key here, time or the fullness of time with the masculine noun Kala. And by extension, time as 
changing aspect of nature that brings things to life or death. So time as the changing aspect of nature that brings things to life or death. I love here that they're saying uh, she shares her name, Kali, has a masculine counterpart in Kala, in Kala and that they both mean time, time, time. Did you catch that? Time is important here. Her name means time, as in time's up, motherfuckers. <laughs> Hashtag time's up. So the way I have approached the Saturn archetype and really the way I tend to approach anything of a personal development or psycho-spiritual nature is how can this help me? How can this help me stay the course on my chosen path? How can this help me create the kick-ass life of my dreams? How can this help me move beyond fear and into action? How can this help me shed any old layers that are keeping me from becoming the most authentic version of my true soul self? How might this heal my heart? Stuff like that. It's all very practical in a woo-woo roundabout kind of way. I want to better understand. So what I have come to understand about today's subject is that from this one perspective, Kali is the feminine face of Saturn. They are father time and mother time together. And each with a hand on the pulse of your impending death And all the little deaths that must happen on your way to your last breath in this incarnation. Not because they are evil, not because life sucks, but because you are meant to expand. And in order to really appreciate this precious, all too brief life that you have been given, you must understand the limits of time and your own Mortality, if you carry with you always the spirit of memento mori, coupled with radical discernment and a commitment to facing the facts of what is, you not only have the unique ability to, to create some new facts, you'll be making the most of however much time you have left and hopefully having more fun and a greater, greater sense of purpose along the way. Sorry, checking the time there again, making sure this is still recording. Nice. Okay. So I know images of Kali and Saturn don't like readily spring to mind when you hear the word fun. (laughs) But their brand of fun is deeper than the fleeting pleasures of escapism and all the cute little lies we believe for convenience sake. It's the kind of fun that can only be had when your life has depth of purpose and you know, like deep, deep down, you know that the way that you're living on the daily is in alignment with that. It's the fun of clarity. So you start working with the Saturn archetype, for example, and as it helps you get more clarity around the structures and routines and habits that will best serve the ultimate vision of your life, you start thinking. Huh, I do love my daily trip through the Starbucks drive-thru. I do, but it's not the end-all be-all. It's nice, but what would really light my fire is saving that same $3.50 every day 
and then having enough at the end of the year to outright buy a super fancy espresso machine for my kitchen plus two years worth of a gourmet coffee subscription and then still have more than half of that money left over to spoil my family this Christmas. Or, I don't know, invest in a kick-ass index fund. Woohoo! Big fun! <laughs> it's the fun of delayed gratification. And this totally, I'm going to share a little personal story here with you, an aside that's really interesting to me. Um, if you're a regular listener, you know my son has autism, and that one of the ways his autism manifests is in certain obsessions. And his number one primary obsession is golf balls, golf balls, golf balls, golf balls. We have thousands of golf balls, more golf balls than you probably ever could, could imagine (laughs) or in my home. Uh, and so my son Tanner, he, he lives to get, he likes these bags of used golf balls because every golf ball inside is different and unique and it's fun to explore them. And sometimes you get a really old golf ball with rubber bands inside. And, and so that's a big deal. Uh, so he gets, he goes to a program where he, they have him in a volunteer program where he does not get paid to work. He's learning how to be an employee though and work. And at the end of the month, they give him a $5 Target gift card. So it takes him three months to buy one bag of golf balls with his gift cards because they're $15 or so. Sometimes I throw an extra buck in there depending on how much they cost because it varies sometimes. Um, so three months to buy one bag of golf balls. And when, the, when he, he, had, he was at zero, he had spent all his Target gift cards and he brought one home his first in, in the next batch of Target gift cards, he had five bucks credit to his name. And he told me he was going to, he wanted to save them up until he got, could buy two bags of golf balls. And I, I was trying to explain to him, Tanner, that will take six months. Do you know how long six months is? Because his concept of time is, he's really into the calendar, big time into the calendar. But still, it was, it was, He doesn't have a complete grasp on the concept of time. I was like, six months, that's half a year, buddy. That's a really long time. Why don't you just, you know, you can, you'll still have two bags of golf balls. You're just going to get one in three months and one in six months. And he was insistent. No, 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 no. We've gone around and around and around with this um, because I just wanted to under him to understand what was happening and how long six months was. So he wouldn't start getting upset about it, but he was really insistent about it. And uh, a week or two ago, he came home with his fourth gift card. And I realized he's been saving for four months. This is a really big deal for him. And uh, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of you. And it made me start thinking about the magic of delayed gratification and the fun of anticipation and saving up for something and how that is a more mature experience of fun. So you have, again, you have that like the fun of anticipation in the saving, if you can connect with what you're doing by setting aside, let's say that $3.50 instead of buying a latte, Um, if you can connect with, with the fun of the anticipation of the desired outcome, 
that keeps you going. But then there's that super mega big fun payoff at the end of the wait. So I'm excited. I'm excited that it looks like my kid is actually, he's going to make it to his goal. And then he'll get to buy the two bags of golf balls. And won't that be exciting? And then he'll be on to how can I get the next bag? (laughs) Uh, But so maybe in that way, Saturn fun is a more grown-up fun with a more thrilling payoff. Fun aside, that was just a little aside there. Um, Saturn for me has been about business my work, my career. And I guess in a way that's my idea of fun. I'm a little bit of a workaholic nerd that way. My, it's about my big fat hopes and dreams. I'm very ambitious. I'm a career driven person. So if you're not, this might all sound crazy pants to you, (laughs) but I don't know what I can say about that. I like my job here that I've created for myself online. And then turning that into a substantial career is a major passion. And that is where so many of these ideas about all this psycho-spiritual stuff comes from. Like, how do I overcome myself to be all I can be, kind of? In a way, that's really what I'm doing here every time I show up on one of these podcasts. So Saturn. Saturn is all about structures and limits. The structures and limits of time. This 3D reality and any structures for success You can dream up your physical body and even your own mortal life. The way I have used that energy has helped me gain clarity around, as Mary Oliver puts it, what I want to do with this one precious life. And it's given me the power of discernment to discern what is valuable and what is not as it pertains uh, to what I'm trying to create. I saw something once, a headline, I think, about... How Kali is ushering in the age of Aquarius in a scary, bad, 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 apocalyptic way. Uh, the, the age of destruction, the end times. And seeing that headline, I did not end up clicking on the, on, on the link, but seeing it actually gave me a gift. I, I actually had a thought when I saw that. As someone who grew up under the constant threat that we are living in the end times. The end times are upon us, and you'd better get right with the Lord, lest you burn in hell forever. As a person who grew up with that messaging and and with that constant threat, it was a big, fat, aha moment to have a paradigm shift around the phrase, the end times, and to suddenly see that, and I thank Saturn for this, and and, and then the feminine face, Kali, to finally see that we are living in the end times because all times are the end times. Every beginning is born in the ashes of death, and it's not about getting right with the Lord that will save you from hell, fire, and brimstone. It's getting into alignment with your own soul self that will save you from the experience of hell on earth, which to me is wasted time, time wasted on worry and regret and hate and fear, a hell of your own making. And then more specific to our time, this time right now, this era of radical politics and the doomsdaying of hyper-partisanship that has divided the world into us and them, 
in these end times, we are seeing a dynamic that is probably timeless as well. It's probably always been like this. Uh, But it does seem to be magnified right now, as it has in certain points in history that we could all sit here probably and name, you know, like it was in the Roaring Twenties or the Radical Sixties. And and that is the end of an era, so to speak, the end of a way of being and the inevitable pushback that occurs when those who benefit from or are somehow comforted by the status quo feel threatened. It's that push-pull that, that creates the pendulum swing of politics from the greed is good Reagan era to grunge. It's the creative life death, life cycle. And the good news to me about that is there's no need to freak out because the pendulum is going to swing because it always swings. And and if you trust in the cycles of nature, you can trust in that. Not that you shouldn't care, not that you shouldn't make an effort. I'm just saying there's no reason to have a complete existential meltdown about it because then you're you're not serving anyone. So the breath of life, life, death, life. I've mentioned this breath of life a few times here and in some interviews I've done lately because it's really begun to intrigue me, especially once I started thinking about the breath of Saturn. And then that's where Kali comes into play. So the masculine face of Saturn is the inhale. We build up, we build it up. Structure, structure, structure. And then the feminine face of Saturn, the Kali aspect is the exhale. We tear it all down. We build it up to tear it down. We build it up, we tear it down. Life, death, life, death. Life born of death. Death born of life. It is nature's way and it is inevitable. So why fight it? Why suffer? You can't avoid the challenges of life. You can't avoid the pain. But you can choose whether or not you will suffer. And by suffering, I mean angst, panic, depression, desperation, worry, grasping, spinning out, and missing entirely the grace inherent in the process. Let me make a little side note there. When I say depression, I honor that that depression can be a chemical condition that people have. That it, but there are people that feel depressed as as a product of what they're focusing on. So that's what I meant by that. Another way to look at this breath of Saturn, or more broadly, the breath of life, is very, very simple. Day follows night, and night follows day. Night, day, night, day. And when you look at how we measure time and structure our lives by the day, our calendars, counting the days, our jobs, our school cycles, our seasons, our astrotheological traditions, following the length of the available light of our days. Saturn, the patriarchal father time, has his place, and that's it. Kali, with her blue-black skin, black as night, is his consort and equal. She is the black void of space we see when the sun stops shining. She is infinity. She is chaos. She is the big, bad, scary, unknown. The night is not only scary because we can't see properly and we can't protect ourselves from our surroundings, 
It's actually what we can see that is truly confrontational because what we can see when the lights go out is the vast darkness in which we exist. To live only in the light of the sun is to feel safe and contained within limits we can recognize. It's our homey cocoon, and we need that. We need that. That sense of order and a, and a container we can measure is necessary for us to function here. But also, it's not the whole truth. The whole truth comes into view when the light goes away and the darkness is revealed, showing us the incomprehensible potential of infinity, the chaos of pure potentiality, the potential for anything and everything to happen and exist. I think about like, the level of comfort and safety we feel on our planet Earth, like standing in my front yard, like I know what's what, what's what. I feel the grass beneath my feet. Uh, I see the blue, blue sky. But if you were to take me up into space in a rocket ship and, and maybe I was wearing an astronaut's suit so I could keep breathing and then you just cut me loose to let me float away... Uh, that would be the world's worst, the universe, excuse me, I'm not even in the world at that point. That would be the universe's worst freak out and panic attack. Can you imagine the terror of that? I think we feel a teensy little subconscious piece of that when we are confronted with the night, when we don't understand the life-death-life cycle. So uh, <laughs> all that said, when I saw that headline about Kali ushering in the age of Aquarius as the end times, I experienced a shift. I suddenly saw the end times in a new way. It is simply the end of the way things used to be. Uh, my friend Kathy posted on Twitter this morning something about millennials getting a bad rap. She has some millennial kids, which is impossible to believe because she looks like a millennial herself. It's very confusing. <laughs> but she said, um, where I wrote this down too. She said, as a mother of millennials, I am so thrilled. I'm so tired. Excuse me. Let me start over. As a mother of millennials, I am so tired of the bad rap these kids get. They are the ones who are striving to make a difference, to clean up the mess they were handed while facing daunted financial challenge, daunting financial challenges. They are the game changers. Millennials rock. In response to that, I think just because I was planning on saying all this here to you today and my mind was just in that mode, I wrote, it's, it's fear of change. They've tried to change all aspects of life, this generation, um, from the food we eat to the words we use, to the politics that shape our world. It's a, it's a lot of newness to, di to di digest for older generations, and most people tend to resist change. And then I was just joking around, and I said, those damn kids is an old fart tradition. And I have many those damn kids moments because I am not of the millennial generation. I am Gen X. And I have found it very frustrating to be like, I can't keep up with all the new words and lingos and political correctness. I know I'm stepping in a pile of shit every time I turn around because I don't know the new rules <laughs> and I'm trying to keep up. But I think that that's scary for people. It's scary. And then just under 
the reason I like to talk about these things is because when we understand them, they're less scary and we can have more compassion for other people and ourselves. So yes, millennials rock. We all do. (laughs) Uh, Most of us, let's say. Deep down inside, at the core of who we are, we have the potential to rock. And then just kind of an aside to all of this, I guess, or an addition, um, I think there's a lot of dark and scary imagery that surrounds not just Saturn and Kali and these dark goddesses and stuff, but, but... the witchcraft they are associated with or foreign religions that people don't understand. And that, in my opinion, is the product of two polar opposite mindsets. And the first is an immature surface association with like the gothness of it all. Like it's, it's, taking on like posting like that scary image of Kali on your Facebook page because it looks scary and cool. It's delight in being perceived as edgy and dark and special in that way. Or that immature surface association becomes a tool for, but this is far more dangerous than the first example, it becomes a tool of propaganda for religious fundamentalists who want to frighten people away from what they are promoting as the work of of the devil. The second mindset is one of understanding, and it often comes after you have been through some shit. You know, the deepest understandings always do, and this understanding is the inevitability of death, both in terms of our own human mortality, but also in a more nuanced way, the grace that can be found in embracing the many small deaths that punctuate the chapters of our lives. Still scary, still challenging, but at least we have a sense of understanding around it, right? And so we use those images as a, as a way to get leverage on ourselves and inspire ourselves to keep to 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 tear it all down if if it must happen, because we understand. Um, again, that life is born from the ashes of death. And if we resist those small deaths, we suffer. And for some of us to really thrive and expand and be all we can be, we start to create a few of those small deaths on purpose. We get divorced. We switch careers. We split town. We lose 100 pounds. We quit smoking. What I have learned in working with Saturn and now meeting his feminine destructive side is the power embracing in embracing the swing of the pendulum, the breath of Saturn, if you will, and sometimes giving the pendulum a little kick on purpose. So let us end where we began. What would that look like for you? If you return to however you answered my question at the beginning of this show, Maybe you'll start to get a few ideas. So what structures, routines, and habits are shaping your daily reality? What structures, routines, and habits are setting the parameters of your current life experience? And can you see how there might be a day where it could be time to have a Kali moment and blow those structures up on purpose? (laughs) Because they've gotten you so far And you've reached a certain plateau, and that's awesome. But now, 
going forward, if you want to take the next right step, you might need some different structures in place to get you to the next place. So that's it. That's, 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 that's my whole rigmarole today. I wanted to kind of explain what's going on in my business and say thank you for your patience. Thank you for your super nice messages. Thank you to those of you who have joined me on Patreon. Uh, and yeah, good stuff to come. Good stuff to come. I will spend the summer putting my new structures in place. And then, you know, you'll start to hear about it because I'm pretty transparent about that stuff. I like to share what I'm doing in case it helps somebody else do what they're trying to do. Until we meet again, much love to you. Peace.